I'm Carol Ann Ford. I played Susan in Doctor Who. And uh, I've been listening to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast, and it's absolutely amazing. So goodbye, everybody, and it's been fun talking to you. Continue all the way to episode 363 of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. And I could not think of a good way to start this episode that wouldn't require me to sing. And considering the state of my sinuses, nobody wants that. Yeah, well, when listening to the album, it's... There, there, there might be there, there might be some issues with that with the songs anyway. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Welcome yeah, everyone. Slightly. <laughs> this week's episode of Podcast. I can always do my own for you know. I can always try and then pretend I've been allies and be like, no, I changed it. Anyway, welcome to this week's episode of the Five Ish Pickles Podcast. So glad you joined us. Let's start off like we did every the virtual table and see you join us this week. This is Brittany and Bethel, uh, This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Yes, we're all a little bit punchy. I still think we're recovering from our Daylight savings. <laughs> lovely little time change. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, and children. Like Wesley in the pit of despair. Yes. Yeah. I've yes, just stolen one hour of your life away. How does it feel? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. and then then you add you add children with colds and allergies and uh-huh. all kinds of of messy yuckiness, yeah. and mm-hmm. you have two little yeah. kids who did not go to bed till eleven last night. Well, no, Alex, Alex went to bed at ten thirty. Lottie was just Ouch. me. Yeah. Uh oh. And then I, so I was, she's so yeah. she's kind of the medicine that makes her sleepy makes you go boing 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 boing. Yes, until it kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> and she yeah. just although although what one good thing about it and we we may we may have to cover this in a future podcast both my children have discovered the show miraculous ladybug and cat noir uh-huh. it is so dang cute <laughs> cool <laughs> so i'm just i'm just putting that out there you know <laughs> as far as you know kids cartoons although i don't know this one might be kind of that anyone can can enjoy it sort of thing but yeah alex when i got home from from work alex was asking for watch ladybug and i was like we will go watch ladybug <laughs> totally nice. I will. so we did that last night to try to get him to go to sleep because <laughs> because reading stories and putting them to bed one one cutting it <laughs> yeah yeah between the uh the time change, which does suck, although it is nice that you know it's not pitch black outside at almost seven thirty. Yeah, <laughs> so, yes, for, when that. you got seasonal affective disorder and yeah. the lack of sun is a big trigger. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind that. I just want them to pick one and stick with it. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. I don't like the, the having to change my clocks every. Yeah. What are we at? Seven, five, seven months, depending on which way you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
That is I, I am of the opinion that any politician running for office, if they said, I will, I will work to end daylight savings, they would win. Whatever. I don't <laughs> care if you're running for, for county dog catcher, you would win. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, any hoozles let's do the uh, news starting with uh, some unfortunate 10 o'clock news uh, we've lost a, a member of the MCU in the form of William Hurt who played Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross and a number of things so but yeah he has passed away at the age of 71 mm. so um uh, apparently um He had, uh, um, had, uh, prostate cancer. Mm. I, I wondered if that was yeah. the case. Yeah, I kind of wondered if something was maybe going on, because his appearance in Black Widow. Yeah, you could, you could kind of tell he, he didn't look well. And I know that they put something in there about thunderbolt and had like a heart attack or something <laughs> and oh. like triple bypass or something to explain explain away in universe why he doesn't look that good um so um but, yeah unfortunate right uh, but he uh had quite the career in his 71 years so mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, for those of us inside the MCU, you know, as as much as I disliked Thunderbolt Ross as a character, because mm-hmm. the man was a yeah. jackass. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it it takes a special actor to to get you, yeah, to, to, to and make you yeah. hate them. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not the actor that you hate; it's the character, which he was. That was what he was supposed mm-hmm. to play him as. Yep. So, so. Mm-hmm. good job. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you know, yeah. you hear you hear a lot that actors like to play villains or you know antagonists at least because mm-hmm. they get to do things that would otherwise be frowned upon in in normal society. <laughs> yes. So you know what the <laughs> ones the ones who pull off good good villain characters who are still like the nicest people ever. I'm looking at you, Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. Although <laughs> anyway, that's that's another that's a debate for another time. But yes, so. He did his job, and he did it well. Yes. All right. Move on to other things. So, award season is quickly winding down. We had double award ceremonies yesterday, one on each side of the pond. So... Across the pond, they had the BAFTAs, where uh, some of the, uh, a lot of 
movies and actors and other related people are quickly picking up a lot of <laughs> a lot of hardware all over the place so um what's nice with the baftas is they are essentially the british equivalent of the oscars so they have a lot of the same categories including the technical ones Mm -hmm. which may or may not be an indicator of how things go in a couple weeks when we have the yep. Academy Awards. Yep. Uh, so for, you know, for those of us with our impending you know, competition, uh, it's mm -hmm. nice to finally be like, oh, so that one might be a contender because there's a lot of these categories that don't match up across the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because we also had the Critics' Choice Awards, which are a combination of television and film. Um, a lot of, in the film, it was still a lot of the same winners, which um, apparently <laughs> um, uh, with the power of, I guess, really fast planes apparently lady gaga was able to attend both <laughs> sure I thought, they I thought they got rid of the concord yeah that connections uh, i think the tardis picked her up yeah, yeah i wouldn't be surprised yeah yeah so, well, so there you go. I mean, with the time zone differences, because the Baptists were at three o'clock in the afternoon in the in Britain, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. you know, but which is stupid o'clock in the morning for Los Angeles. So, right, yeah. In so... theory, as soon as long as she left, as soon as the first award was over, because if you're headed west, you are gaining time. So, right, true. It's yes, like daylight savings on tailwind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so she probably on steroids <laughs> yeah so but yeah it is so our... it's probably she probably had the plane waiting for her outside of the venue <laughs> wherever it is they probably you know, idling <laughs> yeah yeah um so i keep keep the engine warm i'll be right back yeah, really. I let it like you stole it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, so, but with both of those uh, award ceremonies now in the bag, we are all now at the mercy of making our picks <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and locking Some those in. Like, okay, <laughs> and the others were just like, "All right, I'm just going to close my eyes, put a finger down, and which one the finger lands closest to." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there there comes a point where you're just kind of like, well, we'll just, you know, yeah. a little bit. This one sounds good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, flip a coin. Whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We'll and, see how you we know, do. You know, so those those <laughs> those uh, lists, they sometimes come down to that coin flip. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was Lady Luck on your side that day? Who mm -hmm. knows? Mm -hmm. All right, moving over to some convention-related news. PopCon, 
oh lovely popcorn i love you um is in the middle of a guest announcement marathon for like that they started last week and have guaranteed at least 14 days worth of guest announcements holy cow yes that's how you drum up publicity and interest yep yeah oh um most of the guests it's funny i was (laughs) i was uh talking to uh brandon of the brandon peter show and we were talking we were both like are we just too old for the demographic that popcorn's trying to reach now (laughs) (laughs) voiceover people from various video games and anime and stuff and i'm like i don't know who any of these people are and i feel really old but (laughs) finally they've announced some people that i'm like hey i actually know that person because i watched that thing so Mm -hmm. at the moment we have three guests from supernatural coming yeah popcorn (laughs) including elena huffman who played abaddon jake Mm -hmm. abel who played adam the winchester bros Mm -hmm. half bro and samantha smith mama mary winchester herself (laughs) there you go Unfortunately, makes me wonder how many people are going to be crashing supernatural adventures. <laughs> None, unless they have yeah. the Atardis, because there is also the <laughs> official supernatural convention occurring that same weekend up ah, in Chicago. Dang it! So, hmm. so Jared Jensen and Misha are already spoken for uh, oh. at that particular event. <laughs> Chicago is in that far away from the <laughs> they can they can they can have the they can have the impala idling in the <laughs> hey how, how about one of those nice bunker doors that could lead you to us i mean can't they just make one to <laughs> yeah, really. they would have to need they would, would need something like that and a time turner <laughs> considering they're scheduled to be at the entire you know the supernatural convention all weekend so oh true oh well that's a little problematic yeah yeah also gas prices are ridiculous so oh they can yeah no no kidding they could afford it it's just timing wise it it just doesn't quite work unless you bend space and time so but that's okay uh, yeah, for well, those that don't want to go to Chicago or can't get to Chicago, there you go. You can you still have, get your supernatural fix. You have I options. mean, it, it, if you can't meet the Winchester Bros themselves, their mom is a really good second choice. So, <laughs> exactly. Yes, she literally yes. gave her life for them. So, yep. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Her father's choices notwithstanding (laughs) yeah so uh and um moving on from that to we've got our first trailer for obi-wan kenobi on disney (laughs) i am holding my breath so i'm like this is what i've been looking forward to since disney announced they bought star wars mm-hmm. and there have been there have been ups there have been a lot of downs with this disney 
I know you don't listen, and I know you don't care, but you screw this up. <laughs> may, may, the, may the fleas of a thousand camels infest <laughs> your back hair. I was going to say something else, but this is a family <laughs> podcast. We knew where you were going. We knew where you were going. <laughs> yes, because if you screw up the Obi-Wan series... We I'm riot coming. at dawn. We, yes. We riot at dawn. Because Obi-Wan from the the prequels, I mean, we, we give the prequels a lot of crap, and rightly so in many cases, but Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi... I was there with it. I I was sold uh-huh. on him since the beginning. Dang. That character has been done well in Clone Wars, and the fact mm-hmm. that you got him, that you got McGregor back for this to uh-huh. play, not quite Alec Guinness Obi Wan, but uh-huh. in that middle part, don't screw it up. That's all. We die on this. We die on this hill. This is the hill yes. I will die on. <laughs> that being said. The trailer looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Trailers do lie, but it looks it it, it looks good. So Chauncey was very excited, which is yes. a good sign. Yes. And and I and I and I love baby Luke kind of mimicking Daddy Anakin's I know. Pod racer. Yeah, yeah. It was so dang cute. I'm like, I'm just of like course. I know those moves. It's like, of course he would be looking out for, for his well, I don't want to call him a, an adopted son, but yeah, basically nephew. Godson. Godson, yeah. yes. Godson, nephew, somewhere in between. Yeah, exactly. We, they, they would, he would be. Which, you know, Luke mm-hmm. knew, Luke knew who Ben Kenobi was, more or less, in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then, you know, they have the Inquisitors, which if, you know, you know anything about the, the expanded universe or what, or a Holy cow. Uh, Fallen Order <laughs> or any of that stuff. Although mm-hmm. I'm, I kept looking they're for- They're in the cartoons. Yeah, they're in the cartoons. Mm-hmm. Although they're I did, not to be messed with. No, no, <laughs> indeed. And their story mm-hmm. is, oh my gosh, wrench your heart out and stomp mm-hmm. it on the floor. Yeesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole the whole deal with them is like uh so there's that Dathomir look a little tame. <laughs> well, you know, back back to Fallen Order, the the, the Inquisitors show up on Dathomir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like uh, yeah. So I I I am I am cautiously optimistic. Emphasis on the cautiously, <laughs> but I I hope it's good because oh, this is this is like my favorite character in Star Wars. Well, I go back and forth. It's either Obi Wan or Yoda, or Han Solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obi Wan always been my favorite. Yeah, know? like yeah. I love the, the uh, like a whole bunch of other ones, but Obi Wan's always been top oh, yeah. for me. He's he's always been done well. Um, even you know doesn't matter what version or what media it's been in it's just they've always consistently done his character well and it's like okay here we go again your track record ain't great disney but i know you can do it (laughs) well the the shows have been good yeah i haven't had complaints on the shows The shows, well, we'll see. 
we, mm-hmm. we will see. But I have, yeah, I have opinions about this one. But I will, I will reserve those until we actually see the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like some of the groups I'm in, mm-hmm. are like already complaining about like the the few seconds that we've seen of the Inquisitors. They're complaining about the look. I'm like, guys, it's a teaser. <laughs> really? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, mm-hmm. I think they. Oh, I think the look. Yeah, uh, the look of the Inquisitors is fine. I, uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what I mean, the problem is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's the internet I don't know what. <laughs> well, of, mm. of course, the internet. <laughs> so you know, there's nothing much to say except go watch the trailer and wait for it to come out May May 25th. I believe yeah, yep. is, is the release date. So, and I'm sure they'll do you know what they've done. You know, one episode a week. So keep keep stringing you along until it's done but it's it's six episodes we're getting mm-hmm. i think so yeah I, I feel like that was that was That's mentioned it. somewhere yeah and i was reading like the... we'll find out at the end of may <laughs> yes mm-hmm. indeed that's my birthday month that mm-hmm. isn't my birthday day but close enough Star Wars always came out around my birthday. Yeah, you know, back in the day. A little over a week before my birthday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, so that is that. Um, Although in your feeds, if you haven't. if you're uh, subscribed and have not bothered to refresh your feed of uh, set lusting Bruce recently, you may uh, recognize a name in there in uh-huh. a batch of recently released episodes. It's in my to be listened pile. I have one more podcast to listen to, and then yours is up next. Yeah, <laughs> a little behind. Yeah, that's okay. It happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I uh, went back on set listing Bruce to talk about the Metallica 40th anniversary concerts. Fun times. Managed to, uh, and uh, uh, you know, uh, Jesse is um, <laughs> Jesse is the uh, Bruce Springsteen equivalent of uh, Lou Mangello. Where uh, Lou yep. can connect anything to food, Jesse can connect anything to Bruce Springsteen. Yes, that's <laughs> that, that's a good way of putting it, Rachel. Yes, that that yes. is that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but I I appreciate them having me on more than once to not talk about Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, by the way, yeah. <laughs> Because you can always find the connection. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to feedback. 
got some feedback from Shalane, of course. Yes. Yay. Of course, anytime we talk about something this musical and or Disney, in this case, both, she's going to be on it like white on rice. Yes. So. <laughs> I, I was actually, I would have, I would have been surprised if we didn't get uh, feedback, feedback for, from her on this one. So yeah, there we go. um and uh yeah she mentions the, the the broadway show that was being worked on before the pandemic started um that included roger bart who was the singing voice of young hercules in the movie he was playing actually hades <laughs> <laughs> um and then james monroe who plays the genie in broadway production of aladdin <laughs> was playing phil <laughs> so, uh, she says she loves hercules it's her second favorite non-disney princess based movie after lilo and stitch very i i love i love the uh, qualifier there <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. um and she also loves the greek mythology word uh because of things like the percy jackson series which jake abel was in person in the Percy Jackson movies. So there you go. That's right. It all, it all comes <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. I remember a meme crossover thing years ago about that, actually. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. You didn't watch Supernatural? Be a fan of the Percy Jackson series? There you go. <laughs> um, she mentions, because we didn't mention this, there was going to be a sequel uh, where. Hercules and Meg had a daughter, but it got canceled. Uh, as as does happen from time to time. Yeah. yeah. But she did enjoy the, the cartoon series. Um, um, and then, yeah, the... I mean, we talked a little bit about the voice cast, but not a whole lot, but yeah, like Susan Egan, who's the voice of Meg, she's done some other Disney stuff. She was Belle on Broadway. Um, so um and then she agrees rip thorn was the perfect voice for zeus and james wood was perfect for Hades. yeah mm -hmm. uh, yeah arguments there uh, yeah um and then she says she was a bit young to be a spice girls fan but there is a cover of i won't say i'm in love by the cheetah girls that doesn't surprise me See? So vaguely can... remember that one. I think I that, get the like... feel that we may have gotten from the Spice Girls if they had been able to do it. Maybe sorta, kind of. <laughs> it it does feel like I will say this: the Cheetah Girls, from what I remember, they do kind of feel like you know the Disney Channel answer to the Spice Girls. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Because so, the, yeah. the timing, the time. They, I don't know that it was ever said explicitly, but you watch the movies and you're kind of, and you know I was. You know, I grew up with Shalane. Well, she's ten years younger than me, but yeah. But yeah. we watched. She watched whatever she wanted to watch. I watched too eventually. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, I we, I watched that, and I'm like, hmm, this sounds. This seems very familiar. <laughs> so, yeah, like like I said, I was I was a Spice Girls fan back in the day, so I can't say nothing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Me too. Not ashamed to say it. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Uh -uh. Uh, yeah. 
Oh. That the, the movie had some funny moments. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, Meatloaf yeah. Meatloaf playing their bus driver. That was yeah. Oh that's right. Yes. <laughs> I love you girls. But, but I won't do that. Won't do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they went there. They went there. They did. I love those girls. And I'll do anything for them. But I won't do that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, um, and then she mentions, because uh, we, we talked a little bit about how the story of Hercules has been adapted a bazillion times, like those five million Italian films they did in like two weeks way back in the 50s uh, but yes there have been other live action like the yes there was a movie with the rock <laughs> yeah because if Not someone's exactly gonna surprising. play Hercules in a live action film it's going to be the it's rock good. yep well, nowadays it would have been Schwarzenegger back in the day Yes. Right, because him him being Conan and all. Yes, because he was already playing Conan the Barbarian. But nowadays, yes, The Rock would make the most sense. So yes, <laughs> which yes. I I believe like they Disney did is uh, they do have a live action Hercules movie in the works, right? Supposedly. Okay, I was like, supposedly, I didn't, yeah. I didn't imagine that, did I? Okay, because I'm like, no, that would I, actually I think- be. That would be a I think a I saw the same article too, but can't yeah. remember where I saw it. Yeah. It's like that would actually be a really good and one for them actually, to do. She she, she <laughs> mentions that's one of the things oh. she mentions in her Oh how well, she closes okay. out her uh <laughs> closes yeah. out her feedback with did you know there's gonna be a live action remake that's gonna be <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well that that hey, was there was going... not directed by the Russo brothers, uh, the screenplay ah. by Dave Callahan, who screenplayed Shang Chi in the first Ant Man and Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. And okay. the Spider Verse. It might be a musical. <laughs> so we don't know. She's she thinks it would be fun if they could get James Wood to reprise Hades, kind of like they had James Earl Jones come back to be Mufasa in the live action Lion King. Yes, and it might not sound as jarring because James Woods has been doing Hades off and on in the years yes. since. So yes. you know, it's like putting on a well-worn pair of shoes for him. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm for it. Yep. Me too. Time will tell. Yes. As with most things. Yep. As saying to the hourglass. <laughs> Mm-hmm. thank you shalane once again for your feedback and filling in our gaps of knowledge there she's just a regular disney and musical database pretty much rachel yeah. where where, yeah. where you know where, where you know the parks she knows the movies yeah like, <laughs> so you know so between the two of us we're disney geniuses Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> He'll be our phone friend and who wants to be a millionaire if we get there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. We'll have we'll have our, our we'll have Rachel for the for the parks, Disney Parks knowledge, and then Shalane will will if we have a question about the movies or the musicals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a pretty fair um Yep. Uh division of labor since there's like so many mm-hmm. Disney parks and they're all different. Mm-hmm. True. True. Mm-hmm. true, 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 true. Very true. 
I only know the 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 domestic ones though. So if it's a question about one of the foreign parks, call ah, someone well. else. Call um, Lou. Yeah, I was gonna say or maybe Becky. we get we'll, 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 get, we'll get Lou on the horn for that one. Lou or Becky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then Lou for the food. That's yes. true. <laughs> which which Disney park has the best corn dogs? <laughs> that would be the red card at the Disneyland park ah, in Anaheim. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, Corn Dog Castle in DCA, but you don't hold anything to the little red wagon and uh, on Main Street in Disneyland. <laughs> I at least know that much. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only thing I could think of that or that or Dole Whips. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's a good thing I've already eaten. Although I do have, it is pie day, and I do have a pie that I will yes. be consuming later. So. Ah, that's right. <laughs> Happy pie day, and everybody! Pizza. And pizza. Yeah. Yep. So I had pizza. Uh, uh, Dean Winchester's favorite holiday. Yep. <laughs> I know. I'm sure he's the like Winchester Bros. <laughs> it's like that needs to be a yeah. bank holiday. Why isn't it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Oh, all right. Moving on to this week's main topic. So coming up in May, which is not that mm-hmm. far away when you think about it, uh, no, is going to be the 40th anniversary of the release of Hot Space from mm-hmm. the band known as Queen. Yes. So we thought it would be appropriate once again to discuss a Queen album because mm-hmm. Queen is awesome. Yes, they are. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and this particular album is <laughs> a. <laughs> How shall we put this? This one's contention. It's got, a, contention. It's got a big old asterisk next to its yes. name for uh-huh. most of the fans, yes. especially yes. if you're a fan at the time. As we yes. were talking yes. before we started mm-hmm. the show, with time, opinions may have changed. And because I was yes. not mm-hmm. alive when this album was released, I, you know, I was not part of the conversation, and this is actually not an album that I've really listened to. Yeah, and a lot you know, before doing this, yeah. now listening to it several times though, other than a couple of songs, actually, I really like this album. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, night at the opera, but yeah. I actually do R- like this right. album. <laughs> yeah, I do well, too. Well, you know, I, you. Oh, go ahead, Holly. Go ahead, Chrissy. You oh, go ahead, and I'll, okay. I'll follow up. I mean. As I was, you know, listening to it in preparation for this, and I mean, and I'd heard it before. It's not like you said, Rachel. It's not one. It's not one that I go back to a lot. And mm-hmm. it does have some good moments. And then there are some. What the f are you? Were you thinking, boys? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, you put yeah. yourself in that because I've listened to all of them, and I yeah. at one point I listened to them all in a row, and and someone said this. Someone said this uh, in a in a I believe it was Razor Fist, a YouTuber, did a, a big documentary about about Queen and they and he said Queen would have played polka in the eighties if it would have gotten them paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything, yep, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, 
coming into the 80s, Queen was right. I mean, they came out of the gate like uh-huh. hot. And so when, the, you yeah. know, I mean, the first album was released in, what, 74? Uh, I think so, yeah. Thereabouts. Uh, so at this point, you know, they've been out together, you know, for close to a decade. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, they were right. They had done really, really well. I mean, because they had a day at the races and Mm -hmm. which you know we is you know a big album and obviously night at the opera Mm -hmm. which we've already discussed was really huge um you know even the early 80s were really good to them i mean they did they did some big tours in the u.s and canada Mm -hmm. and europe and japan Mm Um, they released their first live album, Live Killers, which went platinum in the yep. U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, their singles were just going crazy, you know, absolutely bonkers, crazy little thing called Love. Um, yep. Yeah. Which, so, you know, was all over the place. And then they released another one, Bites of Dust, yep. off of the game. Thank you, Michael Jackson. Right. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson suggested they release that as a single. Yeah. Um, like Fre- Freddie and, and MJ were friends, and and you know you can see MJ's influence on this this album. Like there's uh-huh. some of these these songs. I'm like that could have been on Thriller. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah. another another one bites the dust. You know, you think about the song and like the music part of it. Mm-hmm. It is a very distinct sound yes mm-hmm. and you know queen was all like you know it's just we're in the 80s now mute the sound of music you know disco really was dead uh yes at this point but not that that stopped people i mean 79 i think it was 79 was the one and only year that the grammys released a uh had a, an award for like best disco album and that went to gloria Gaynor. <laughs> i will survive so but, yeah. you know, as far as as far as mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> as far as like awards and acclaim, disco was dead. <laughs> yes, quite. Yeah, but the eighties were you know we were getting into this kind of this uh, upswing as far as like the economy was concerned. You know, coming out mm-hmm. of the Cold War and you know and all the stuff in the seventies and the hippie movement. So now. You know, things electronic, using electronics mm-hmm. and music was becoming way more common. Yeah. So that um, that whole yeah. that whole all music is made without synthesizers that went out yes. the door. Exactly. The door, Which yep. is something Queen mm-hmm. had never used until yeah. the game. Yeah. Uh, right. Like all of their all of their albums up to and that point board. had a little note yes. on there that said "made without synthesizers." Yeah. <laughs> Which is like a point of. The Flash Gordon soundtrack is kind of its own unique thing because it totally right. needed things like synthesizers because it's freaking Flash Gordon. Right. I mean, it totally yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's just, it's just Flash Gordon. <laughs> yeah. It's just their their albums up until that point. It was a point of of pride with them. It's like, nope, yeah, we don't do it's that. Like we just play guitar and uh, piano and drums right. and you know mm-hmm. bass and you know we play. This is all. what we do, and it's yeah. not any of this and then it's like yeah no we're gonna we're gonna give that one a try yeah mm-hmm. which you know, as, yeah. as all artists are want to do if they've mm-hmm. got a long 
especially lucrative career, they want to experiment. Yes. And there's right. nothing wrong with that. And at there's all. nothing wrong Ooh. with that. I mean, and if you ask the guys in Queen, even at the time, they would tell you that when it came to making this particular album, mm-hmm. that it's John Deacon's fault. More yes. Or less. Uh-huh. <laughs> Deakey made us do it. Yeah. Well, and he's not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna pipe up to uh to contest no. that either. So no. we we love no. we love you, John Deacon. We really do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's I not really his fault, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> we mean yeah. that in the nicest way possible. Nicest yes, way. we do. Yes. Because <laughs> my opinions kind of changed because when I discovered Queen, it was right after Wayne's World came out, and then I kind of my main big deep dive was my freshman year of college. I had birthday money to burn. <laughs> I had most everything of Queen. And I just like went down to a record store, CD store by the name of Radio Chaos, completed my collection, and my hand hovered over Hot Space. And just like, do I buy it? Because I had heard the flack. And I'm just like, completionist in me says yes. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that I did. My opinions changed. Because there are some pretty darn decent songs on the album, but then there are some WTF mm. and some of the Which blame we'll get that can when be we placed. do a, a track breakdown here mm-hmm. momentarily. Yeah, so. some of it can be blamed on some of the people that were associating that Freddie was associating with and yep. some other stuff going on at the same time. So there you yeah. have it. You've seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, exactly. You kind of yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, there was. The 80s, yeah, there was. Thankfully, that particular person was on his way out. Oh, yes, <laughs> in a Thank few more God. years. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the other thing to to keep in mind too was that the band. The, I mean, this was right before they kind of had a little. I don't want to say they Shift broke. They break. broke up. Yeah, they, don't say they, they took a vacation. Up. They took a vacation. <laughs> they did solo stuff, and then they came back and were like, "Oh," and then, then they you know release. Um, it's a kind of magic, uh, magic, and then magic, the miracle album, and the miracle, and then, yeah. which, like, from there on out, it's just like they're amazing. So I think yeah. part of this was they were they were touring a lot, they were kind of sick of each other too, and so yeah. they just were, you know, that you, you get you get burned out after a while, and mm-hmm. you know, as we saw with the Beatles, yep. you know, they just kind of they're like but, but with queen it's like no nah, we're just we're gonna we're gonna take a break because this one just was not well received and it kind of just they needed a break and they needed to to mm-hmm. kind of work on their own stuff for a bit but then they came back and, and it was okay so all's well that ends well every band seems to kind of need this mm-hmm. this moment of okay we're just we're not we're not meshing so what what do we do so you step back mm-hmm. and, and figure it out and so I'm kind of like, you know what? It's okay that Hot Space wasn't quite as as it sh- as people had come to expect. And even Queen, I mean, it's not like 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 even Brian and Roger. I, there there is an interview with with Roger um, on. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. And he just is like dumping on all <laughs> this whole thing. It just that kind of you know, oh, it's just absolute rubbish. 
to put it in in canto terminology hot space is kind of like bruno yes yeah yeah don't talk about hot space space. no one tell louisa that they're under pressure on this one uh yeah i mean under pressure pressure is amazing i love oh yeah we'll get to that yeah we'll we'll get there but that that joke's only funny if you've actually seen encanto so well i haven't because because the because I, I know that song's gonna get stuck in my head and I don't want it stuck in my head. So but there are other songs that you can get stuck in your head besides that one. So Oh I yes. I'm just I'm being contrary because yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, so let's uh let's do like we do and uh go through the the uh the, the track list uh here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was this was a this was a, an interesting time in just the life of queen so yes um yeah the things were i mean at this point you know they've been they've been touring they've been cranking out this is what like the studio like album number 10 it's, in, uh, in like less than so... a decade so that's a lot plus all the touring that they were doing you know so it was they're a busy beast yeah. so you know mm-hmm. yeah and uh, burnout yeah. is an actual thing it is yes. so i i would i would argue <laughs> um that you know talking uh, you know obviously at the time there was back you know some backlash from the fans and from actually the band themselves um mm-hmm. but even from time um in 2004 so you know not quite 20 years ago q magazine put out their list of the top 15 albums where the rock where where great rock lost the plot yes and this album is on that list (laughs) i I like that i saw that and i was like yeah pretty much yeah so granted it's a list of 15 albums and it's number five mm-hmm. so yeah which i was also not surprised to see metallica saint anger on there as well. mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah okay <laughs> yep but i anyway well well you know mm-hmm. we'll, we'll give our opinions here based on track mm-hmm. by track is it like i said in my opinion yeah. other than a couple of tracks where i'm like eh, overall it's not a bad album it no. starts off really strong and ends really really strong really so. strong yeah it, yeah. Although, yeah although you know i will say compared to their other albums this one definitely is a bit of a of a, of a, of a stumble yeah it's it's yeah. A, it's a bit more up and downish. it's a, a bit roller right. coastery. so mm-hmm. um Unlike, you know, there's some albums where, you know, it's just like from beginning to end, you're just like, I just want this to go on forever and you're never going to hit mm-hmm. skip on your whatever it, you know, right. thing it is you're listening to it on. So, um, but okay. So it's not using record terminology. Side mm-hmm. one, track one, staying power. Yes. Um, which... Like I said, this album starts strong. This is a strong song. Yeah, 
oh yeah yeah to use the terminology the kids use these days this one slaps The minute I start using that word, they're going to be like, no, that's not what we, it's like, that's, no, not, no, that's no. not the word we not use anymore. So. Yeah. No, don't, don't say that. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, too late. <laughs> it's been said, I, it's been I recorded. Know. It is out there in the universe. So, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, it did not slap at the time. It was released as a single in both Japan and the U.S. And it did not chart in either country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is a this is a, a Freddie Penn song, mm-hmm. and it sounds um, like it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's very it's funky. Um, you know, it's got horns, which uh, mm-hmm. is not something that a Queen song has ever done. <laughs> Actual horns. Now, now there are horn like sounds that are right. done with other instruments this is like the only queen song where it's just like a legit horn section mm-hmm. of actual right. brass which, which you kind of think like okay queen they've had you know violin they've had piano they've had a gong and so you're kind of like well okay that's fine because uh you know they do what they do mm-hmm. so and the, yeah like you said this one this one isn't isn't too bad this is a good this is a good start mm-hmm. to, to the album I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean the the horn arrangement was done by the same guy who produced Shaka Khan, and, and, and did that, horns and for the Bee Gees and Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. So you know you're in good hands with yeah. Ari guy Martin, knows what he's doing. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I enjoyed this one as I listened yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so track number two, dancer. Not bad. Not good. Nope. Not terrible. No. It's, it's there. It's all right. I mean, it does have you know the the name of the album in it, but it's yeah. It's right. the closest you get to a title track because it does yeah. name drop the yeah like, the album. But, right. So yeah, Other this is a Brian May penned song. And um, even in the Wikipedia yeah. notes, in with them saying something of a follow up to Dragon Attack, I can kind of see that because it kind of has that little bit of the same rhythm style set up mm-hmm. yeah. so if yeah you don't know, if you don't know your german <laughs> yeah the i wish i did message at the end says guten morgen sie wünschen zu werden oh god my german's really rusty i've been doing french so uh <laughs> anyway as german for good morning you wanted to be woken up <laughs> i knew Gut- guten morgen but that was about, about yes. it it's guten been morgen, years yeah. since i took yeah. german yeah almost a little nod to pink floyd where they had that one operator trying to <laughs> make the yeah. phone call <laughs> yeah yeah Mr. Floyd for Mr. Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was in, like the 70s and 80s that having like like telephone sounds was a thing. Like yeah. we, uh, Paul Gartney Wings did that too in uh, Admiral Halsey. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just like, yeah. oh, we Paul need Alberts. something here. <laughs> <You know>. Hey, <laughs> yep. someone, get, someone get the phone. 
or something. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Oh. Anyway. Uh, and then, okay, so track number three, written by John Deacon, is Back Chat, which I love back first chat, time I was listening frankly. to it, yeah, I was yeah. listening on my phone and I was not looking at my phone. And I thought they were saying something else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to me, yeah. it sounded like Black, black Jet. <laughs> no, Black Jet. Oh, okay. Black Jet. Okay. First time yeah, when I like heard a it, I jet was flying black through the cat. skies. Yeah. <laughs> like meow no, meow. To me, it sounded like Jet, not Chat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which and I, I thought get it was that Cat. I, so. it, this, it's supposed to be an English idiom mm-hmm. referring to impertinent or imprudent replies especially to a superior which you know if you're a kid of the 90s or the 80s we call that back talk your parent your parents would be like don't you back talk? yeah yeah essentially the same mm-hmm. thing you know, yeah i mean the more the as, as so you... they say chat instead of talk yeah. you know yeah <laughs> but like the rhythm of it this is this is one that i see yeah. i was thinking like you know this this sounded like it could have come from thriller honestly but it's, yeah yeah, and, and it is a good one. And you watch the music video, and it's a fun one to watch. I will say mm-hmm. that. So I this one, yes. I, I I dig it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh the next one. Oh boy, yeah. oh boy, <laughs> yeah. Body mm-hmm. language. Yeah, this yeah. is one of those ones where I'm like, really? Yeah. This, this you decided to keep on the album? Uh huh. Well, this one couldn't have been a vaulted one. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's just yeah, and it almost seems like something they were just happens. trying, mm-hmm. and it, they never completely fleshed it out. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I did. I just. I totally did not plan that. But no, no, uh, no I get it. That yeah, yeah we get it. But, yeah it's just it's like it almost seems like it could have been something but it's just it's just it's so one-dimensional yeah it's not it's for it being so i mean freddie does some good vocals in this right yeah i was um, actually i was because i was this morning i was listening to it at work you know while i was you know getting stuff ready to open the library and you know i had my ear my, my earbuds in no one could hear me i was listening to this one i'm just kind of like i'm so glad i have my ear my earbuds in because dang this is yeah. awkward yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was was, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, this, or this one could have been better off as an instrumental <laughs> yeah yeah without lyrics (laughs) yeah that could that definitely could be a good a good option um yeah because it's in yeah (laughs) it's just i mean i can remember seeing yeah i mean okay video on the greatest hits and kind of like okay when this one hits fast forward yeah you know yeah so, i mean they so got in the banned 80s, on mtv for yeah yeah the, yeah. the 80s when they you so know were having too sexy yeah you, you had mm-hmm. parents who were freaking out like oh rock and roll is doing all these awful things to our children and then this is the, then you know they they show this when you're like 
I'm gonna have to agree uh, agree with Exhibit A. Yeah. With the Karens yeah. over here. <laughs> yes. you, you know, you, you got you got the, the beam with Will Smith, you know, like uh here you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's this one's yeah. a little more risque, and I'm sure mm-hmm. I don't know, someone probably likes it. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean, this is pretty much, I mean, this was written by Freddie, so, I mean, this was Freddie Mercury pretty much saying, hey, I'm gay. More (laughs) or less, yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Without saying that exactly, you know, it's like, okay. Like, in case you weren't sure, if you were still questioning, which way on the fence I sit. Uh, Like, which way I, yeah. Yeah. Here's your answer. (laughs) So... (laughs) Oh, I can't even say, oh, the 80s were a different time, because even now, I'm just like, you can't see my face, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, even, I mean, even without the, the, you know, rather risque music video, which, you know, (laughs) somewhere Madonna years later was like, my beer, my beer, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, yeah, it, like body language justify my love. Take your pick. I would stick with Queen. Pick you, so yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The body language is a little bit tamer than justify my love. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the MTV was incensed in in eighty two. They had no idea what was coming. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm sitting here going like, and you guys, and you guys, you guys got mad when 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 the boys dressed dressed in drag. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, and that one was funny because it's clearly yeah, pretty. I get the mustache. That. I love that. I want to bring. I, I, I love it. Favorite. I want to bring my favorite yeah. songs and videos. So, yeah, that one yeah. is so like, funny, and it's like they're, it's they're meant... taking the out of the British, British yeah. soaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is that one is hilarious because like Freddie yes. even considered shaving off his mustache. And I think it was Brian who said, "No, you mustn't. <laughs> you you shouldn't no. because it would be so funny." And it yeah. is. So yeah, yeah I want to break free. Greater than body language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, let, we'll go yes. with that. Yes. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but then. We get the first of the two Roger Taylor songs that are on this album, mm-hmm. Action This Day, which, especially like the chorus, is very queen, like OG Queen. Like, when yes, you very catchy. Queen yes. to st- sound like. So, uh, if you can get past body language, Action This Day, it's like, yay! Now we're getting yay, to yes. you know, <laughs> something here. So, yeah um which uh of course them being boys from britain action this day comes from winston churchill because apparently that would be how churchill would indicate when things on like documents needed uh whether they needed urgent attention or could wait a little bit apparently action this day was how churchill indicated things that needed attention asap (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so well there you go you get you you get music and a history lesson yeah <laughs> yeah i mean as i was listening to this one and maybe i was just like at the time i was you know like i said i was at work and i was kind of just sort of doing my thing i 
it didn't really this one didn't really stand out to me it kind of musically it just kind of felt like oh yeah this was an 80s one moving on mm-hmm. yeah so, i mean it, it does have kind of a 80s like action movie yeah feel mm-hmm. to it like it almost could have come off the flash gordon soundtrack yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean there's there's kind of that like when you think 80s just in general not necessarily queen but 80s music you kind of have that sort of synthy pop sound that that you're like oh it could have been anybody so it yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't really to me it didn't really stand out someone else might have a different opinion but i was just like eh, okay and we're getting to the next one <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but then you gotta flip the album over yeah because that's yep. the end of side one wow. with yep. uh brian may pen tune put out the fire a fire yep which according to wikipedia it claims it's the most traditional queen song i don't uh, know about that i don't know about that either because <laughs> yeah. again again oh. like action this day and put out the fire kind of all blended together for me so and i didn't even realize because you know i'm listening on my phone and uh, so i don't have to flip over the record or yeah. the cassette or anything and yeah. so i was just like wait is this I mean, the same song yeah I, I well I, I definitely could tell that they were different songs but yes. it took several listens for me to start paying attention to the lyrics and put out the fire. Because uh, so, yeah. I was like, oh, put out the fire. And then, you know, uh-huh. it's it like, people kill, you know, people shoot people, people with guns. And I'm like, with okay, guns. And then you start getting, you know, hearing more of the lyrics. You're like, yeah, I kill, I found my girlfriend in the bed of our neighbor. But so I killed her. <laughs> yeah. But I got out mm-hmm. because that, you know, because killing someone in a crime of passion apparently is okay so it's like this whole like i'm like is this queen's anti-gun song yes it's exactly yes, what it, it is. is apparently so it's an anti-gun song written by Gun song, yeah <laughs> yeah and it's just like okay i mean because I, I like the rhythm and the beat because it kind of reminds me a little bit of the tear it up it just kind of has that same rhythm and how it edges with the chorus because I was even kind of listening, I'm just like, okay. I was like, is it anti-gun? And then, of course, when I looked at the Wikipedia research, I'm like, oh, okay, yes, I guess I was right. But, all right, interesting way of going about it. Yeah. yeah. You're proving your point. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, in, in the, the recording of this particular song, um, because Brian May, I mean, he wrote it. Obviously, obviously, he plays guitar in this, and so he's got a, a guitar solo in here. He recorded the guitar solo drunk. Huh. <laughs> I will, I will read you the quote that I will have linked in the show notes from this interview that uh, that Brian did for Guitar Player Magazine the following year in 1983, a month before I was born. Uh. So the interviewer asks, was the solo and put out the fire difficult for you? Brian May replies, and I quote, actually, it was. I don't really know why. That wasn't a first take. I had done a lot of solos for that. Hated every one of them. And then we came back from a club where we used to go and have some drinks. I think I was well on the way. You know, we were all plucked out and slightly inebriated. And we had re- <laughs> we had ridiculous echo effect with Mac, who was the producer, was putting back through the cans. I said, that sounds unbelievable. I want to put it on every track. 
he said, okay, try put out the fire. So we put it on the machine and I just played through it. That was what we used. It was inspiring, like these huge stereo echo sounds coming from all over the place. I could hardly hear what I was doing, but it was sounding so good and I was so drunk. To be honest, I don't think it, it's that good a solo. It's got a sort of plotting thing going behind it. I never felt totally happy with it. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Well, there's, there's the, ro the, the rock star lifestyle there for you. <laughs> And you can tell where they were uh, recording probably wasn't the best place for them to be. Yeah. <laughs> Which that will continue. <laughs> uh -huh. With at least one other track on here, depending on who you ask, but we'll get to that. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so, yeah, after Brian May uh sobers up you go on to the next track on side two which is life is real sung for lennon written by freddie mercury one of few songs where he actually wrote the lyrics before he actually wrote the music and obviously just even based on the title you know that this was written in tribute to john lennon who had been mm -hmm. killed two years before well two years before this was released but they were mm -hmm. working on it in 81 so john's death was very fresh on everyone's mind still at this point so mm -hmm. uh, it is it's a it's a, a it's a nice song so i mm -hmm. mean you, you, yeah you know for nice tribute to fellow musician somebody that they you know knew yeah uh maybe not it, uh, at the very least in passing so mm -hmm. yeah and placement was really hard to put it and you know in the album just it was probably the best spot for it considering what other songs we have coming down the yeah line <laughs> yeah it's like oh, yeah it's like ah, put out the fire you know it's just kind of really queenish sounding song but it's you know obviously it's got a you know social commentary to it so well and then putting of a course, song about john, john lennon right after it kind of makes sense it's gun yeah 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 in a way you know there's probably some you know some not so subtle you know <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge there mm -hmm. um but then you you know follow up that with calling all girls uh, <laughs> which is the other Roger Taylor song called Taylor, yeah. Stop. Surprise, First surprise. Roger Taylor song to be released as a single. <laughs> oh, this music video. Yeah. <laughs> what does it have to do with effing robots? Yeah. <laughs> to quote the man himself, Roger Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be parroting thx 1138 which we all know is one of george lucas's mm -hmm. first films mm -hmm. but it might not uh, have been quite as that 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 fact probably was not quite as well known by the you know general public back then well yeah that right. too and as you said roger taylor is like what the f does this song have to do with robots yeah <laughs> yeah 
yeah actually both uh roger and brian have both been like yeah this this music video for this particular song is shit <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah we don't like it there's another no. one you don't talk about very yeah. much right <laughs> yeah the song's not bad though no i mean the song the song's pretty good it's just if that because it was marketed with the, with the music video and a lot yeah. of people had the music video and they're like what does this have anything mm-hmm. to do with of course you know as time goes on and music videos start to have less and less to do with their actual songs mm-hmm. you're just like okay fine but it is just funny that 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 interview <laughs> you know that that bit from mm-hmm. Mr. taylor like what does this have to do with robots yeah. but mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, let's close your eyes and just listen to the song <laughs> yeah the, so mm-hmm. yeah the song the song is is fun yeah yeah um and then uh we have i guess kind of the only love song uh-huh. Uh, yeah. on the, on the album uh, the uh-huh. brian may penned las parablas de amor mm-hmm. i like this one words yeah. of love me too which is a yeah. lo- essentially a love song to their latin american fans so argentina yeah. and brazil and like they were they had a very very strong fan base especially in argentina <clears throat> of all places um so um so yeah this is their kind of love song to them oh and it's very pretty yes it is i do like it Mm -hmm. even though my spanish is awful (laughs) (laughs) yep um and then the second to last song on this album both on this side and this mm-hmm. album the one of the other songs where i'm like yeah we could probably get it done without this uh, mm-hmm. which i may have thought i may my opinion may have been differently if the original version yes had <laughs> actually come to fruition where David Bowie <laughs> was supposed to be backing, doing backing vocals on Cool Cat, but then David Bowie yeah. decided he wasn't happy with his recording and asked them to remove it. Oh, so they did. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, probably ends up being a good thing because then we get David Bowie in the very uh, last under pressure. Yeah, song. yeah, yeah. But still, it's like. But yeah, then apparently then you hear- there are bootleg recordings out there that have Bowie's vocals on them. It, I it's it's. The- foggiest idea where to look for that other than youtube so yeah and yeah. what little bootlegs i have i don't even remember getting a cool cat version with david bowie <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm kind of like but i don't think so yeah i'm yeah. kind of like well now that you've told us that it's out there we want it <laughs> yeah i don't Literally, care it's like who please. cares if it's if it's if it's rubbish yeah right some of us might just want to hear and judge for ourselves, but ourselves, yes. such 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 was the music industry. Well, it still is to an extent, I'm sure. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, so. that being said, David Bowie came back. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. And 
depending on who you ask, in either an evening or a 24-hour time span, which either way, that's a short time frame to put together a complete song. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care who you are. Um, we get yeah. the killer <laughs> song mm-hmm. Under Pressure, which when I was getting dressed, and you know, I sometimes like to dress appropriately depending on what it is we're talking about. I do not own any Queen like t-shirts, which how that happened is beyond me. I really need to rectify <laughs> that. Thankfully, Dang. I do have a David Bowie t-shirt. So ah, well, I've, got, that I've, got, uh, I've got Ziggy Stardust on in you know in respect <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to Tony, represent represent mm-hmm. uh, david bowie s so. shot i have is a labyrinth shot which is actually in the wash right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> well what but some people may not realize though is actually they did this song and released it at 81 before this album was released and then they decided to add it yeah when they were finishing up the album which thank goodness they did yeah Uh, because it it probably helps balance out some of the the not so great parts of this album which yeah yeah yeah. now again depending on the the story behind how this song came together Again, depends on who you ask. And unfortunately, both David Bowie and Freddie are no longer with us. So we have to rely on the memories of the other guys in Queen. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, but uh, they were spo- supposedly, David showed up. Um, I guess I can't say David Bowie came back after doing Cool Cat because this was actually done before. Uh, so um and it's it sounds it sounds they, cooler yeah where they were <laughs> they were queen was recording at a studio in switzerland david bowie was also there working on stuff at that same studio obviously in a different room uh but at the same studio apparently he lived he had a house kind of in the area like you do when you're got bazillions of dollars um and <clears throat> they uh were hanging out and um again that the bass line that's so iconic everyone except john deacon claims that he that john deacon came up with it if you ask john deacon he said david bowie came up with it (laughs) maybe it could be a combination of things it could be yes maybe you know they'd been fiddling around and apparently Mm. john had been like playing this riff over and over and over just was they were just you know messing with stuff Mm -hmm. they left to go get lunch or something came back deacon no longer remembered what it was he was playing exactly supposedly david bowie did and reminded him of kind of how it went and i think that's where john's memory comes is kind of a little screwed up there uh because actually they were doing a song um uh supposedly they were supposed to be working on this song called feel like that they ended up scrapping and kind of took this roger deacon you know dun 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 dun, dun, yeah the bass line and kind of rolled with it 
um, according to David Bowie, when he was still with us, um, somebody asked on uh, his website at one point um, back in 2004, what's the uh what's the true story what's the real story behind the writing of under pressure they they said the fan asked like i've heard and read conflicting stories um and david's answer was the song was written from the group up on the night i visited their studio i believe the riff had only been written by freddie and the others so that we jointly put together the different chord sections to make it a cohesive piece of music then freddie and i came up with our individual top lane melodies so when you hear Freddie sing, that's when that's what he wrote. When you hear me sing, that was mine. Then we worked on the lyrics together. I still can't believe that we had the whole thing written and recorded in one evening flat. Quite a feat for what is actually a fairly complicated song. However, according to Taylor and May, it was actually a 24-hour-long session powered by wine and cocaine. Mm-hmm. Again, the rock star lifestyle. Yes. Style. Yep. <laughs> either way, either way, yes. it is. It's it. It's, it's an feet. amazing song. <laughs> it is really great. Yeah. I and thankfully, through the power of Wikipedia and their oh so lovely people that make sure that they put you know links in the footnotes. Um, mm-hmm. I will have linked in the show notes a. Uh, article on uh, this website where it there is a a it's embedded in the article but actually have the the video itself independently linked in the show notes as well it's a studio take which i've never heard before because that's one of those things i love this song and what kills me is like there is a music video but neither Queen nor Bowie appear in it because they both were touring and were not able to get together mm-hmm. to, to do. There's like hardly any like coverage mm-hmm. of this recording. Like there's like the pictures or video, you know, even like, you know, crappy like eight millimeter or whatever was, you know, available in the early 80s. Like it kills me that these like, you know, you have one of the greatest bands of all time. Mm-hmm. coming together with one of the greatest solo artists of yep. all time creating this amazing song and there's like nothing there's no record of it other than just the song itself and people's memories and it kills mm-hmm. me <laughs> it is it's it, yeah it is like if the song if we didn't have the song you know the 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 the, the cd the tape the mp3 file whatever to listen to, we could, we'd be like, well, did we do we know that this actually didn't happen? I mean, it's kind right, of like yeah. that that sort of that joke that goes around, like, oh, Freddie Mercury must have been a siren because you know he you know, it, he wrote you know Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's like this complicated, um, you know, with the, all the complicated lyrics and the music, and and it there's no repeats, and how you know, and everyone knows it, but do you ever remember actually learning it? You know, mm-hmm. like like that kind of that Freddie magic. It's like you get mm-hmm. so so then you get Freddie, Freddie Magic, and David Bowie, and it just kind of happened. Yes, <laughs> and nobody has yep. any. I mean, I mean, there there are anecdotes. There are it's kind of like an urban legend almost. That this song I know because it's like 
you know, we, we talked about mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the Beatles get back and, you know, how we, you know, Peter Jackson's all like, yeah, there's like a 15 hour cut of, you know, the, of, of this documentary of the Beatles working on Dude. this album. And that was in the freaking 60s. They right. had all of, well, well, you know, and you have you've got when you're fueled by wine and cocaine, no one's thinking, oh, maybe we should get the 35 millimeter out. I guess. Good I, point. Good point. I don't know. I don't I'm just know. Saying. Just, yeah. At the very we, least, we, we, we don't, like don't want to get blackmailed later on down the line for yeah. things that we said or and, didn't. Yeah. And like they never got a chance to like perform it live right. together. Like oh. Queen would perform it. Right. While on tour. And then David Bowie did after Freddie died. And then obviously he and Annie Lennox performed it at the Freddie tribute concert Mm -hmm. but it's like there's a fan video out there taking footage of one of the queen concerts of uh, you know freddie singing his parts and then the the footage from the freddie tribute so it's like cut and pasted together so it kind of looks like it's happening at the same concert but that's like the closest we've got like it's not even like mentioned in bohemian rhapsody in the movie like supposedly david bowie appears as a person in the background at the live aid concert oh mm-hmm. but, like they didn't even like reference this you know <laughs> this magical because there together. there is there there is so little information <laughs> and it's all conflicting i mean yeah. not mm-hmm. not that not that the that movie was was super historically accurate anyway but which yeah know, it, but it, we know this happening because the song but, exists. Mm-hmm. Freddie, Freddie magic and, and, and David Bowie magic. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It just, it happened in, it happened in some kind of weird fantasy realm and the only thing they could keep was the, the recording. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think Jim Henson had him as Jareth? I guess. Yes, it happened in, it happened in Labyrinth. <laughs> it's about as good as an explanation as any of these others i guess i guess i I don't know why it bothers me so much but it's just like one of those things where it's like but no rachel you've got a point i mean you do have a point though that is you do you do i'm just just being a dork a record of it you know besides the song that yeah it'd be nice to have more visual audio of them collaborating and yeah, working visual audio like yeah, surely someone saved some scraps of paper that have like both freddie and david's like handwriting on it Any, anyone keep the cocktail napkins something <laughs> right exactly yeah like i've been to the rock and roll hall of fame and i did not see anything about this you know both queens represented and david bowie's represented it but this one particular collaboration i did not see anything well, that's just a failing of history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Granted, the Rock Hall does that, swap out stuff, so they could have something mm-hmm. and it just wasn't on display the yeah. day I was there, but still. One of the things to add to my bucket list if the TARDIS ever does come to life, <laughs> we go into that recording studio and see what happens. Yeah, really. Yeah, seriously, that should lie on a wall. That, that should mm-hmm. seriously be an episode of Doctor Who or, or a big finish 
mm-hmm. something or other. If they can, you know, I'm sure there's some rights issues to have to right. go through with that. But I'm like, come yeah. on, guys. Yeah. It's like, you've done enough World War II episodes. Let's do one. Yeah. Like, dude. <laughs> but Well, if you ask Vanilla Ice. Oh, well, yeah. That, that whole thing. And oh. he now owns the publishing rights to Same. Under what? Pressure. Uh, the people from Queen say no, they no. share it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because as Boy, we all know... Let me share it. <laughs> yeah. Because as we all know, the minute that you're listening to the radio or somebody's got Spotify going and you hear dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, for a second there, you're like, okay, is this going to be Queen or is this going to be Vanilla Ice? <laughs> yeah. Ice. Yeah. I, I, can, I can tell the difference. I think I've, I've listened oh, to yeah, this I enough can, yeah. that it's like the, the one for Under Pressure, yeah. it's, it, there's yeah. a different something It's got a different it. sound. Yeah, there's sound, a different sound yeah. to it. Yeah. But if you're not but paying close attention, you that, could be that all is like... True. That is true. Yeah. But yeah, if you're paying, if you're like actually actively listening, you you can usually tell the tell the difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course we know Vanilla Ice for the longest time was being a jackass and was like, no, it's mm-hmm. not the same. I added another note. <laughs> so instead of it yeah. being like six notes, it's seven instead. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. why did the boys come after you looking for some money? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's like, first of all, you didn't ask to sample. <laughs> No. Which, depending on the artist, sometimes you can just ask. Yes. And right. As long as you give yes. them, as long as you give them songwriting credit on that mm-hmm. part of your song, that's fine. Granted, on this particular song, five people have songwriting credit: all four members of Queen and David Bowie. So that's a lot of people right. you'd have to give credit to. Which Vanilla Ice, I imagine, at the time was like, "No, I don't want to share credit with anybody, let alone five other people." Right, and he's lucky that Bowie didn't go after him either. Yeah, <laughs> or did he? I I don't know if Bowie did, or if the, he just let Queen do all the all the uh, probably because it probably because it, it came out on a Queen album, probably. probably so yeah. probably Queen, Queen, probably yeah. Queen had more legal recourse yeah. than Queen than had the, had, yeah. the, had had the the backing of it. But yeah, yeah it's and it's kind of, it's kind of frustrating because you know sometimes you'll have I don't want to say millennials because I'm supposedly part of that group even though mm-hmm. i'm kind of on the bubble and they just like oh you know vanilla ice i mean i don't know how much vanilla ice people know about of, of a certain age like oh queen did <laughs> queen copied vanilla ice and like shut up twitch 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 it's like it's like Run. Listen, listen listen to a record you embryo like, yes, I don't. I don't, well, just, I, just, I don't know. Just like, just like, just like the tweets that the Kanye fans had. Man, this Paul McCartney's going to go somewhere after working with Kanye, and it's just yeah, like, it's that kind of thing. It doesn't really? happen. It doesn't happen that often, but like, it's like every I once would, in a while. I would like to think that you know, regardless of whatever other knowledge you have, that you know that 1982 occurred before 1990. Well. <laughs> you would think so but then but then you look at things on the internet and you're like why haven't why hasn't the meteor hit yet (laughs) yeah that's true or or they missed that day of math class when they were going through that set of numbers yeah but uh yeah so 
Vanilla Ice, whose real name is Robert Van Winkle, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, went on uh, the, the Dan Patrick show, of all things, um, and uh, said that he he claimed this was in 2017 uh that he went to brian may and bought the song because it was actually cheaper for him to buy the rights to under pressure than it was for him to deal with a lawsuit you think uh but yeah no the people from queen have been like no that's the he did not buy it outright the publishing rights are shared by both parties so um i mean it still gets him yeah out of Some the royalties. frying pan i guess <laughs> as far as the, the fair are concerned but yeah oh dear whatever okay. whatever yeah 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 vanilla ice it was a song that got played at every the high school dance i ever went to um yeah because we yeah. all thought we See, were cool yeah um, it, it's it, i mean that's the thing is like both of these songs were very successful for their for their you know respective artists so mm-hmm. you know it probably wouldn't have made such a big deal if you know the vanilla ice song was just sort of a you know a, a b-side sort of thing right or yeah whatever. but it was like you said played at every high school dance Mm-hmm. and it took off so of course yeah there is money to be made to paraphrase jerry Maguire, show us the money <laughs> yeah so yeah rights and art and all that kind of stuff it gets it gets sticky but it yeah. doesn't change the fact that it's under pressure it slaps like you said and yes. it's david mm-hmm. bowie and queen how can you go wrong mm-hmm. yes yeah mm-hmm. it, it two of the best slaps vocal power hard so Compi- combining yeah yeah this this song slaps hard and i love it mm-hmm. yep. and yeah oh so good you know it and did really really well you know on the charts mm-hmm all over the place oh, yeah. um and occasionally charts every now and then mm-hmm. <laughs> recharts when it usually when it gets yeah, used yeah. in something like a movie uh, or something yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i feel like i feel like i used to good omens that's what so, it was i was like there was something that yeah. recently that that, that yeah. was and in, it was in the good omens trailer one of the trailers yep. for the yep. and it was also used partially in towards the tail end of a NCIS New Orleans episode. Scott Bakula's character and his daughter are sitting down at their piano yeah, and they're playing under pressure and then we get the little bit and tagline with the actual song mm-hmm. playing. Yep. Which was really cool. Yep. I don't know, I'm commenting on that to you, Holly, when I was watching it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it'll mm-hmm. it'll it'll pop up in in random places still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. And it, it's a nice bow on the album. You know, the album yeah. starts well. There's some ups and downs, yeah. and those and down, you know, with some of the you know, it's like you got some okay songs yeah like i said some wtf yeah it's like dancer it's not 
bad. It's not good. It's just in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. body language is like, what the f is going on here? Actually, this day, actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the words of love, really good. But then, yeah, cool cat. It's one of those where it's like, eh, it's all right. But then you yeah. get under pressure, and this just that baseline starts. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah here we go. Yeah, went out. So it's style. Yeah. Style. So 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 hot space. I mean, it isn't. You don't. You don't. Com- it's not a complete waste. It's just no. not up to 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 par overall right. with what what Queen mm-hmm. had been doing uh, up to that point. And so, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see why you know fans at the time were like, "What is going on, you guys?" Mm-hmm. And and why Queen at that point were like, well, I think we need a break because there was a lot of crazy yeah. behind the scenes stuff going on, especially with that right. one manager. Uh, yes, uh, that was like not you know, doing doing really awful you things to their, to their are, PR. Paul Prentice. Yes. Yeah, the, the, yes. that one bit about where he was telling U.S. radio stations. To, you know, yeah, not F just off. F off, but Freddie says F Freddy's off. Freddie's telling like, yeah. Hmm. Which, hmm, yeah. But, yeah. like I said. But the next this... album that they have that's after this one, that one, they were oh, back oops. on. Yes. They were back on yeah. form. Absolutely. Yeah. It is, yeah. it is a good one. But yeah, they needed, I think yeah. maybe this was like kind of their, okay, we need to step back and, and you know, take a break, take, you know, yeah. do, do kind of. So some of our own stuff, and then they, they they decided to like come back later and and get back on track. So you know, mm-hmm. like I said, burnout is a thing. Doesn't matter if you know you're, you're these 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 are people, not machines. And mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. they can crank out a, a one good string of albums doesn't mean it's going to continue indefinitely. So right, right. And yeah. Queen, they do come back. With a vengeance for the rest of the eighties, and it is, yes. yeah, holy cow, so good. From from mm-hmm. here on out, it's just yep. it's it's highs all the way through. Yeah, I wouldn't mind putting the rest. I wouldn't mind putting the rest of their eighties, you know, on the list for either of us, either us doing singles or just doing that last the last albums as a whole retrospective i wouldn't mind doing that well i will i will say this down the line i will say this i feel like we need to at least talk about well innuendo is it is its own thing definitely yeah miracle i would would argue i would argue for miracle being its own episode because i I love innuendo innuendo is a masterpiece it is amazing yeah i will admit to liking the miracle just a teensy tiny bit more I can't yes. really explain mm-hmm. why, but maybe yep. it's just... I mean, and it's a kind uh, of magic, that's kind of their soundtrack oh, album, besides yes. Flash Gordon. Yeah, uh, but it uh, kind of magic is, like, it is a soundtrack, but it is also an album that mm-hmm. doubles as a soundtrack, where Flash Gordon was just a soundtrack. For mm-hmm. a right. Which, it, I mean, it, it, so, it, so it's a little bit different. And then the works, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of that bridge, like, okay, we had Hot Space, we took a break, now we're getting back into it, and you feel we're riding the ship. <laughs> yeah, we're we're riding the ship. We're getting there, and then a kind of magic bursts out, and you're just like, "Dude!" And it's yes. So I, I'm like, this I is would the have, band we know and love. <laughs> yeah, I would have a really hard time keeping, uh, uh, you know, these are the last Queen albums 
in one podcast and not have it be a three-hour ordeal. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I could see we, I, we could make, Chris, you're making a valid point for an argument that each of these albums we could do a basically a whole episode on. Yeah, so. yeah, we could. Like, like I could, think about. for the miracle, for sure, I would be like, I love <laughs> this one and here's why. And innuendo, yeah, we cannot, we cannot give short shrift to innuendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we can even go backwards too. I mean, that is true. I, you know, we yeah, did. We, uh, yeah. we did a night at the opera, but I think you know we should. Yeah, we could probably co- maybe combine Queen One and Two. Yeah, Queen One but, and Two. Yeah, that could be combined. Yep. Maybe even yeah. Sheer Heart Attack. Day, yeah. Yeah. Day of the Races. News of the World. Day of the Races. News of the World. Yep. Those probably jazz. Their own. Yeah. Yeah. So. Jazz. It's just those yeah. those last last four. Well, five. Well, Made in Heaven. You know, yeah. Could be as an epilogue to innuendo yeah but but, yeah i just i'm looking at the list and i'm like oh i'd have such a hard time limiting myself i mean because i can i can wax poetic on miracle Mm -hmm. the made in heaven the works Mm -hmm. uh kind of magic it's just like yes it was there was there was a golden age there and it it would yes but you know again that's for so so you know, do do not despair, Queen fans. This this may have been a, a bit of a dip, in but it. But, but we will be back with some more later down the line. Yeah, think. it is it is darkest before the dawn, as they yeah. say. Yes. Well, you know, and yeah, we had to give. At the very least, we needed to have an opportunity to gush all over under pressure. So, well, yes, yes. for yeah. anything, so, and you know, draw vanilla, you know, drag vanilla ice through the mud. Nowadays, he has admitted that back then he was being a jackass. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> at least it shows at growth. Least it you, shows growth. It shows it growth. That is called character <laughs> development, and yeah. you know, yes. you got You got to let people have a chance to to grow and change and apologize and accept their apology. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, Queen. Ah, oh, we love them. Warts and all. Um, yep. Uh, I will. Yeah. I will take mediocre queen over. Uh-huh. The, yes. Like yeah, like I said, I will take body language over justify my love any day. So uh, <laughs> true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like I don't even know. I I don't even listen to the radio anymore. I don't really know who's the big hot thing because I'm I'm turning into a grumpy old lady. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'll listen to Queen. And, and Give like, me my music from 40, 50, 60 years ago. Music, music that was written before my parents even knew each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although, although that we're getting auto tuned to the point of non-existence. Yeah. yeah. Although, although you know, getting you know, getting into the 80s, we're getting to the point where okay, yeah, my my parents were they they probably knew each other existed. <laughs> But yeah, but no, this is, this is the kind of stuff I was, I, I was raised on, and, you know, Holly, okay. you said you, you, you discovered it with Wayne's World, like, my dad was listening to Queen, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure We Will Rock You was sort of their anthem the year, when he was in mm-hmm. high school, the year they, they, they won the state championship, um, oh, cool, so it was, I, so, so I, I've been around it, and, I mean, yeah. I can remember hearing, um, another one bites the dust but dad really wasn't too big into queen 
-hmm. And then after Wayne's World hit and he replaced the record player needle, I had free reign one weekend when mom and dad went somewhere and dad had dad had didn't have the queen's greatest hits album but he had the jazz album nice pop that sucker on and i'm just like different but i like this yeah i mean i'm not i'm not gonna dog on anyone who discovered queen later i'm just saying that yeah that was that was my introduction was dad playing Mm -hmm. the the old tapes in in his old beater truck while you're out doing chores (laughs) yep i'm like this is awesome You cut. You cut. Everybody can come into Queen their own way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And welcome co- to the tribe. <laughs> calling all girls, calling all boys. Just leave those boys. fun. Just leave those funny robots somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and on that note, if uh, any of our listeners want to chime in on their thoughts on Hot Space or you know Queen, I mean, like we said, we're probably going to be covering other albums as in in the future as time goes on probably his anniversary or just because we want to whatever um but send us some feedback our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com you can also visit our website which is the fiveishfangirls.com to find show notes links to uh, sources cited in our discussion and um other ways to other ways to interact with us our social media and we also have ways to support the channel patreon well the channel the podcast i've been watching a lot of youtube lately <laughs> but we do have a youtube channel um you can yes, find do. ways to support us patreon and um our merch shop and a couple other things that are blanking i'm blanking on right now but just come check us out and we'll uh hopefully we our, our only thought is to entertain you and yeah. again we we <laughs> appreciate all of our listeners thank you for listening thank you for uh interacting with us and uh, just supporting us in all that we're doing and hopefully you're finding joy and entertainment in what we offer Mm -hmm. we try we do (laughs) (laughs) all right with that we shall sign up for this week this is for Saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. I will leave you with this line from Action This Day. You've got the power to love and to live. to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at the fiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash 5 podcast. 
All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Five-ish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash Five-ish Fangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening and may the squee be with you.